As we head into week two of the college football season, the Cowboys still don't know who their quarterback is. I'm Matt Jordan. Welcome into the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And while the Cowboys did manage to come away with a victory on Saturday, beating Central Arkansas 27-13, to the game left a lot of fans with a lot of questions, maybe even more so than they had heading into week one. Mike Gundy said he would play multiple quarterbacks and play multiple quarterbacks he did. In fact, three quarterbacks took snaps for Oklahoma State. Garrett Rangel, to the surprise of all the fans on their couch, to me and all the fans in the stadium, got the start. And then Alan Bowman would come in after Rangel, and then Gunnar Gundy would wrap up the game. So the uh, order that which the quarterbacks got the snaps were surprising. How each quarterback performed was surprising, and how the offense looked also surprising. So Rangel comes in, throws an interception on his first drive, but has the only touchdown. Rangel goes 10 of 15, 118 yards, and one touchdown, one interception, and gives Oklahoma State the lead. Alan Bowman comes in, and Bowman gets the most pass plays called for him, but does the least amount with them, 13-24, to 24, 80 yards, and 19-yard pass was his longest. Now, Oklahoma State only up 13-7 to 7 when Mike Gundy does what a lot of fans, especially on Twitter, questioned, and that was bring in his son, the walk-on, Gunnar Gundy, with essentially the game not necessarily on the line, but in a critical spot of the game, brings him in, and Gundy, you could argue, performed the best of the three, 7-9 for 106 yards. So all three quarterbacks getting multiple opportunities to show what they have. And out of the three quarterbacks, in my opinion, Garrett Rangel is done. I don't want to see any more of Garrett Rangel. It needs to be between Gunnar Gundy and it needs to be between Alan Bowman. Rangel just doesn't have what it takes to be the starting quarterback of this team. I thought he looked the worst despite having, you could say, the best statistics, the most passing yards, and the only one to throw a touchdown. But just, I just, I, just the game flow, there's just something about I just didn't enjoy watching Garrett Rangel play the quarterback spot. Now, Alan Bowman arguably had the worst game, and I don't know if this was just getting his feet back under him after not playing, really, for the last two years and now getting an opportunity, and and it's kind of a weird situation to begin with. And then Gunnar Gundy, the offense looked the best under Gunnar. Does that mean Gunnar is the best option going forward? I don't think that's the case. I still don't think Oklahoma State has a quarterback And I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I'll almost guarantee we see all three of them against Arizona State. Now, the Cowboys did win. And at moments, the offense looked good. They put up 27 points. They scored 14 points in the second half. And the running game started to pick itself up a little bit as well. But just like the passing game, no one really took control from the running back side of things. Ollie Gordon, 7 carries, 44 yards, a touchdown. Elijah Collins, 8 carries, 42 yards, a touchdown. Jaden Nixon, 6 carries, 30 yards. So all the running backs, just like the quarterbacks, rotated in and out, and the production was spread all the way out. And the same thing happened with the wide receivers. 
Deshaun Stribling, four catches, 73 yards. Jaden Bray, five catches, 66 yards. Brennan Presley, six catches, 54 yards. Matter of fact, nine total Oklahoma State receivers and running backs caught passes. Only Presley scored. So, not only did Gunny rotate all the quarterbacks in and out, he rotated all the running backs, and he rotated all of the wide receivers. And what this does to a team, and what will affect them against Arizona State if he wants to do it again, is it doesn't allow for any player to gain momentum, to figure out a rhythm. And Alan Bowman, a guy who hasn't played the last two years, needed that to get going. A guy like Garrett Rangel needs that. And maybe the offense was made more simplified. The running game sure got picked up with Gunner in there. And that's why Gunner looked the best. I don't think Gunner Gundy is the answer. Unfortunately, I don't think any of these guys are the answer. And I'm wondering, are we going to see Zane Flores, the freshman, in the Arizona State game? So Oklahoma State coming out week one, I thought we'd have some questions answered. What I expected was Alan Bowman to get the start, Alan Bowman to come out, look great, and it ended. But that's not what happened. Garrett Rangel gets the start, and Garrett Rangel looks like Garrett Rangel. He didn't do anything to prove to me that he's not the same quarterback that we saw last year. And then Bowman comes out, and he just he never really is able to get things going, despite 24 pass attempts. So they at least gave him an opportunity to throw the football, 13-24 to 24 again, only 80 yards. A lot of short stuff from a guy that I consider to be a gunslinger. And then Gunner comes out in probably the most important spot of the game, and it was scripted. This wasn't like a... Okay, I trust Gunner the most. He's coming in. No. Gundy said that, you know, they were going to split it up into thirds and it didn't matter what the game looked like. When it was that time, guy's time to come in, he was coming in. So that's why Gunner came in when he did. And to his credit, he did enough to go along with the run game to extend the lead for Oklahoma State. So offensively, this team still has a lot of question marks. And now they have to go on the road. You're going to see more than likely all three quarterbacks once again. And they have to figure something out with a late kickoff, 9.30 our time. What is that? I think 7.30 uh, West Coast time. And who's going to get the start? I bet it's Gunnar Gundy. Should it be? Probably not. But if the whole purpose of playing multiple quarterbacks was to figure out who you could trust and when you could trust them, then Gundy's production, Gunner's production, says that he should be the starter. And so if you trot out Wrangle again as the starter, that just makes no sense to me. And I'm fine with multiple backs getting carries. But one of these backs has to be your lead guy, and the other guys can rotate in and out. Whether that's Ollie Gordon or Elijah Collins, one of them needs to be the guy that has the highest amount of carries. Not this 6, 7, and 8 like we saw. I will say, positives from the game, the transfers, Elijah Collins and Deshaun Stribling, both look great. Stribling led the team in receiving yards, and Collins, 8 carries, 42 yards, and a touchdown. 
5.1 yards a carry. Ollie Gordon continues to be the yards per carry monster that he is, averaging 6.3 yards a carry. So the Cowboys, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start to this team because I was so confused by how things went. And, you know, it's one thing when Deion Sanders trots his son out there and they go on and they beat TCU. Like, that's different than Gunner going out there. It's not the same thing. It's it's not the same thing. Uh, because Gunner isn't Shador Sanders. So looking at this matchup with Arizona State, the Cowboys come into it tied all-time 2-2. They won last year. Thirty-four to seventeen, a game that Oklahoma State looked slow to start, but then kind of came to life in the second half and really took over that team. Oklahoma State is favored in this game by three and a half. Arizona State in their Week One game against Southern Utah struggled as well. Uh, they only scored three points in the second half and were outscored fourteen to three, but did come away with a twenty-four to twenty-one victory again over over Southern Utah. They are starting a true freshman at quarterback. And he had a good week one, two touchdowns, 18-31, 236 yards. They have two backs that they trust carrying the football. Cam Scadabo had 17 carries, 75 yards. He had a touchdown. And then DeCarlos Brooks had 12 carries for 64 yards. So it's two pretty good backs, a good run game. And uh, in his first game, Jaden Rashada did look good. Um, but but could have been better, and again, the offense kind of stalled in the second half. Uh, they did look, you know, in that first half, they were up 21-7, to and then Southern Utah really made a push in the second half to make it a three-point game, which may make it look closer than it actually was. But, again, Arizona State did come away with the victory. So when you're looking at the matchup between these two schools, both teams want to know, and it's the rubber match, all-time 2-2, two and two, with uh, this becoming now a regularly played game as Arizona State is set to come into the Big 12 with all this conference realignment. Um, here's a fun fact for you. Saturday's game will feature a duel between two freshman quarterbacks when Garrett Rangel hits the field for the Cowboys to take on Arizona State's Jaden Rashada. Mike Gundy should feature three different quarterbacks in Saturday's game, but with the Cowboys trying to figure out which quarterback to roll with for the season, the young signal callers will go face-to-face in a big Week 2 matchup. Uh, This is Joe Tillery reading from uh, his kind of thoughts and preview for uh, the two games. So, uh, key players to watch for both sides. I think it's Gunnar Gundy. Uh, so Gunner came in last week, and he wasn't the starter, but he came in and did what he had to do uh, coming in for Bowman, who came in for Rangel. Again, I don't think Gundy is the lead, but I think he starts the game for Oklahoma State. On defense, and I didn't talk about the, the Week 1 matchup defensively, when that game first started for Oklahoma State, I was worried about how this defense was going to look because Central Arkansas moved the ball with ease down the field in that first drive of the game and scored twice on that first drive. Had both of them called back because of penalties. And when I watched all of that unfold, I was like, oh, no, this is going to be a long year if this is how this is going to look. But then the defense stepped up. Nardo adjusted. They held them out of the end zone. Uh, special teams blocked a number of kicks in that first game. And they really kind of 
controlled the game after it got cut 13-7. to They allowed Oklahoma State to score two more times before Central Arkansas was able to score again. And so the defense, in my mind, answered the call, and a big part of that was safety Kendall Daniels, who was really good week one. Uh, his name was called all over the place. Um, he had five and a half tackles against Central Arkansas. Uh, Oklahoma State as a whole had nine tackles for a loss, which I, I, you know, it's good to see. We knew the linebackers were really good, but the defensive line was a question mark. And so if that front seven unit can get behind the line of scrimmage continuously throughout the season, the defense is going to be good. We'll see now what Nardo looks like against a Division I opponent. In Week 1, he was facing a veteran quarterback in McElveen, and now he's taking on Rashada, a true freshman. So we'll see what Nardo can draw up to kind of confuse the the freshman in Jaden Rashada. So uh, Rashada, the true freshman, again, looked good. Um, Coming out of high school, he was a top 50 player in the nation. And week one played good enough to help them get the victory, and so that's what Nardo's defense has to look forward to facing uh, when he faces Arizona State this weekend. So storylines for Oklahoma State, I've talked about it a lot. It's who's the starting quarterback? Who's going to start? Is someone going to get the majority of the snaps? Are we going to see all three quarterbacks again? Because things have to be figured out going forward because Oklahoma State is not going to be able to figure out any sort of momentum as the season progresses if they're constantly worried about who the quarterback's going to be. So you have to make strides in this game against Arizona State, and you have to make strides in the game against Southern Alabama to figure out who your quarterback is going into the Big 12 play. Because if you're in this same spot when you start Big 12 play as you are right now, and you are coming into Week 1, then you're going to have a bad season. And I'm not sure this attitude and this process and this whatever they're doing is going to work against Arizona State and losing a game in the preseason when the Big 12 is as tough as it is not the preseason but the pre-conference play when this division when this conference is as tough as it is is going to set the Cowboys back and this isn't a who is the quarterback this year problem this is who is the future problem because it's not Gunnar Gundy and it's not Garrett Rangel and Alan Bowman was a one-year stopgap. So maybe you should take the year, figure out who Zane Flores is. Is he the future? Because again, it is not Garrett Rangel. I have not seen enough from Garrett Rangel last year and in week one in the snaps he got to any have any faith, any belief that he's the guy to lead this team going forward whether it be this year or next year. So figure it out. And if it's Zane Flores, which, who knows, I feel like anyone can step up and figure it out, then you just, you have to, you have to figure out something. So, storylines for Arizona State. Uh, Big 12 moment. Arizona State is viewed in the eyes of the Big 12 fans as almost a late add-in through expansion with the primary target being the Arizona Wildcats and why the Sun Devils don't officially become a member of the Big 12 until next year. Arizona State has a chance to take down one of the league's biggest brands and showcase some upside to their new conference. It may be a tough ask of a true freshman quarterback to take down a solid defense in the Big 12, but if 
Rashada can follow up Week 1's performance with a solid outing, the Sun Devils should have a lot to look forward to. So, basically, Rashada is the future of Arizona State. They're in a much different spot. They've got their guy going forward. And they're going to audition for what things could look like in the Big 12. So, what's Joe's prediction for this game? He has Oklahoma State winning 31-24. to So this is what Joe Tillery has to say. Again, you can read this whole article, heartlandcollegesports.com. While I do think the true freshman quarterback, Jaden Rashada, is going to have some big plays, Oklahoma State is going to get the last laugh in the end. Mike Gundy's squad has been subject of criticism all offseason with multiple departures in the transfer portal and a major question mark at the quarterback position. But all that chatter and disrespect only seems to fuel the Cowboys at some point. I don't know if Week 2 will provide an answer to the questions at the quarterback position, but I do think the Cowboys will jump out to an early lead and handle business on the road. So Joe's prediction is 31-24. I am not on board with us winning this game. I think we lose this game, and I think it's because we do not know what the situation is at quarterback. I don't think it matters who starts it. I don't think it matters who finishes it. I think the inability to trust a guy to go out there and get the job done is going to hinder the offense. The inability to find a rhythm, to find a momentum, is going to cost Oklahoma State. In a team against Arizona State, in a team that knows who their quarterback is, trusts their playmakers on the offensive side of the ball, and isn't worried about rotating everyone in and out to try to figure out who is going to lead this t- their team in the future, the state wins this game uh, 28 to 17. That's my prediction. I think it's an 11 point game. I don't think Oklahoma State really ever has a chance. I think they never never can get things going and the offense struggles so much that the defense is having to work overtime because the offense can't get anything going and they're just not able to consistently stop Arizona State. And that's why I have it, again, 28-17. to 17. I think the, the Cowboys fall in this game. I hope I'm wrong. I just don't believe with what I saw week one and what I think this team is going to do this week that they can beat a team like Arizona State. I, I just I just don't think it is. But maybe I'm wrong because the last time they struggled in their uh, pre-conference matchups, 2020, struggled to beat Missouri State, struggled to beat Tulsa, and barely beat Boise State. They went on and went 12-2 and and beat Notre Dame in the bowl game and looked great that season. So who knows? Maybe somebody will separate themselves. One of these quarterbacks, maybe Bowman, can return to that Texas Tech form. Maybe I'm wrong about Garrett Rangel, or maybe Gunnar Gundy is the answer. I don't know. And I don't know if Oklahoma State knows. Thanks for listening. I'm Matt Jordan. Thanks for listening to the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network.